Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast podcast. We want to extend an invitation to sit in live with us during our weekend service. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message inspires you, but also challenges you in your walk with God. For more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Hey, why don't you hug somebody and say, and we did, and we did, and we did. And if you think you're, if you think you're done praying, <laughs> oh, it's just the beginning. Like today. God really does want to break off the chains of familiarity. Like really, really does. You guys are in the midst of a miracle and spiritual awakening. See, when, 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 you, when you live free from familiarity, you have moments like we just had of a real breakthrough. And I'm telling you, we have to listen to God. He confirms things. I'm, I'm convinced that we will not be a generation that does church without the power of the Holy Spirit. No. I mean, we could do a lot of things, but we need fresh anointing. That word, I grew up and I didn't grow up and that word wasn't often used. You know, we kind of put things in boxes and tribes and denominations and so on. And it, basically what it needs is you need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, the living God. And I want us to just give a moment to honor the pastor, Pastor Marco and Pastor Lindsay, the pastors of this place. Yeah, y'all all can stand. All can stand. Y'all all can stand. You can all stand. You know, and some of you guys, if you're brand new to all of this, you're already, your mind's already blown. I do want to say something. No, no, don't sit. Please be standing. Uh, here's, the, here's, the, here's the thing. Some of you are like brand new to like anything when it comes to church. I am so glad that you're here. So glad. Hey, 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 you don't have to look a certain way. It's not like with the old school, you had to be buttoned down. Now, if you come to church, you got to look like extra fresh and get that vanilla ice jacket. No, you don't need that. <laughs> Jesus name. Hey, G- hey, 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 God saved me. I was about to get that Boston Celtic jacket in Jesus name, but then I got rebuked because I know your pastor. I do want to say, if you're wondering why we got really excited, I get excited for a bunch of dudes playing football as we watch the greatest quarterback of all time. We can get excited for Jesus if we get excited for some dudes in tights. I just, can, can I break that right now? Break, break, break. Can I break that? Break that like that's a, diff, that's a denomination, that's a religion. No, it's called when your life has been transformed and changed. And what I want us to do right now with a little 30-second prayer break, we are going to extend our hand, okay? There's always that one person who's like, I really need to raise my hand. I just, just do it in love. <laughs> extend your hand towards Pastor Marco and his beautiful bride who's serving. 
serving this church. And we're just gonna we're just gonna have a moment, Lord God. We just thank you for them, Lord Jesus. We praise you, God. We thank you for the leaders of this church. We thank you, Lord God. We honor them. God is saying, keep praying for them, church. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying for them. Keep praying. Keep praying. Pray for them Monday morning, please. Pray for them Sunday night. Pray for them Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Keep praying for them. Can we honor and can we celebrate the most amazing world-class serve team, the, 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 the servants, the absolute amazing team of New Life South Coast? Can we honor them? Thank you, God. Thank you. Hey, do you know that there is people serving in the kids' church? And then after this, we're all going to be like, 9.30 was good, but then next level, 11.30. And they're going to be like, awesome. I was watching this kid named Jacob Lyle Mook and Finley Rose, and I was trying to keep them from throwing something at somebody. Awesome. Tell me more. They're serving you. You guys, I'm telling you. I just honor, and, and, and those who will hear this, thank you for each and every person. I know some of you, um, mo- a good chunk of you serve. I just want to encourage so many of you. I was here for the team night on Wednesday. I just got to sit in with this community. I love this church family. I love you guys. I am deeply rooted, my bride and I, in our church in, in South County, One Jesus Church. But man, if we were not called there, I would be here with my family in a second. I, I love you. I love you. I love you. God loves you. Thank you so much. How about we stay standing at the reading of God's word? Genesis. Is it all right if I read a little scripture? Okay, good. Thank you. When, this is uh, Genesis 6, and we did is the title of this message, or Dreams and Tambourines Part 2, for those who know. When the human race began to increase... With more and more daughters being born, the sons of God noticed that the daughters of men were beautiful. They looked them over and picked out wives for themselves. You can just put up, and we did. Just listen to this. I'm reading the fresh translation. Then God said, I'm not going to breathe life into men and women endlessly. Eventually, they're going to die from now on. They can expect a lifespan of 120 years. This is Genesis 6. This is right after God created man and woman in his image. In the image of God, every single person made with respect, with dignity, with love, special just fingerprint from God. We're all valued. And we see where then man and, 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 and the humanity loses their way. This was back in the days when there were giants in the land. The giants came from the union of the sons of God and the daughters of men. They were the mighty men of ancient lore, the famous ones. God saw that human evil was out of control. People thought evil, imagined evil, evil, evil. Wow, thank goodness that that's just way back then. Evil. From morning to night, God was sorry that he made the human race in the first place. It broke his heart. God said, I'll get rid of my ruined creation. Make a clean, sweet people, animals, snakes, and bugs, birds, the works. I'm sorry I made them. But Noah was different. God liked what he saw in Noah. The other translation said, God had favor on Noah. This is the story of Noah. Noah was a good man and a man of integrity in his community. Noah walked with God. Noah had three sons. As far as God was concerned, the earth had become a sewer. There was violence everywhere. 
God took one look and he saw how bad it was. Do we ever think about God's perspective? No, really, you know, I was thinking about this, especially in this day and age, and I love it in the church of leadership and vision. But often we see God to get his perspective for our lives. Do we ever stop and just consider God's perspective even separate from our lives? God's perspective. Well, here it is. His heart was broken. And God said, I will get rid of this creation. This is the story of Noah, though. Noah was a good man, as a man of integrity in his community. I love this. Noah walked with God. Noah had three sons. God said to Noah, it's all over. It's the end of the human race. The violence is everywhere. I'm making a clean sweep. And then he says this, build yourself an ark. From Techwood, make rooms in it, coat it with a pitch inside out, make it 400 feet, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Build a roof for it and put in the window 18 inches from the top. Put in the door on the side of the ship and make three decks, lower, middle, and upper. I'm going to bring a flood on the earth that will destroy everything alive under heaven. Total destruction. Who is thankful that the bad news is not the end of the human race's story? But I'm going to establish a covenant with you. I can tell you guys are so hungry today for the word of God. You'll board the ship and your sons and your wife and your son's wives will come on board with you. You are also to take two of each living creature, a male and a female, on board the ship to preserve their lives with you, two of every species of bird, mammal, and reptile, two of everything, so as to preserve their lives along with yours. Also, get all the food you'll need and store it up for you and them. Key verse right here. Noah did everything God commanded him to do. Another translation. God said it, and Noah did it. Holy Spirit, would you truly go deeper? There is more. We want more. Speak now through your power for the fame of your name in this region in New England and nation. If you guys are hungry, say lean in. Lean in in Jesus' name. You may have a seat. You may have a seat. You may have a seat. I love this story. Amazing true story of, of Noah. You know, our, our church planning uh, journey in Rhode Island. I love Rhode Island. I love New Bedford, but Rhode Island, come on now. But our, our, journey, our journey began by really uh, God put on my heart. I was, I was serving as a, as a pastor in training and, uh, in Providence. And uh, I learned for three years what my dad modeled, who was a faithful pastor uh, for 40 plus years. I learned that before you ever get a pulpit, you better be able to pick up a broom. I really just serve. I love this. I don't know. It's like, I mean, and I'm, and I, and I'm, I mean, I know I'm, 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 I'm young. I'm 44, but um, that's a joke. <laughs> 34. No, 18. 
but maybe it's old school, and maybe I was just so blessed because I just saw my dad, and then I and then I just was around church my whole life. Who here just loves church? I just love church. I just love. I love. And I just I just learned I learned to serve. You know, people would always say like, "Oh, don't do that, don't do that." You know, as I get old, you know, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's what they said to Jesus." Don't serve. Don't wash feet. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's just you, you got to learn to serve some of you, and you guys know that in your own business or your own family, right? You, your kid could be the next. I mean, uh, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, whoever you know. You, your kid could be the next basketball player. You, it could be the next business. Could be the next singer, right? And your kid, and every parent, good parent knows this. You're like, awesome. You just got a prophetic word that you're anointed. Good. Clean your room. Actually, what I say in this day of God's power, the more anointed you are, the more you better get on your knees and serve. Hey, 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 hey. The next writers of the next worship songs that will be sung around the world will be those who, as they're writing those songs and getting ready to perform them, play them, are at Serve City. God's not impressed. He is impressed with faith. That's actually the only thing that pleases him. Obedience of faith, Hebrews eleven six. You know, and our, and our journey was as serving in the church. God said, pray for one person that I grew up with, who was actually my coach, who I was kicked off the team when I was in high school sports and got in a lot of trouble to pray for him and I prayed for him in the secret place and then I went down to by the waters where, where, where we live in Rhode Island and I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and, I, and, and what God did was and I'm, he's so good at doing this he, hey, he will hide your future so that your identity is in God and not in how he's going to bless you I mean you can like write that down and then like tweet it or like send it but like, like live that I mean, we have just so much revelation that we have all the time if we would just, like, take a few things and do that. Love you. But that's so true. It was just, just like God said, no, 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 no. I'm going to hide certain things. And, and what my dear dad said, he said, all of this is to drive you to your identity in Jesus. You know what I mean? All of it. All of it. I mean, even after service, somebody, somebody was like, you know, and I, God bless you. But, you know, it was just like, oh, you're, you're, you're an eye in the disc. I'm like, what? Oh, you know the personality type? And I laugh because Lord knows I don't like those personality profiles. Don't box me in, in Jesus' name. But I said, I'll take that I identity in Jesus' name. Thank you very much. I didn't say that to her. I said, I'll give her a hug. God bless you. Love you. Hope that was impactful. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Okay. He'll hide all the things. Hey, he'll hide what's on the other side of the ark so he has your heart. Come on, I'm telling you. 
And so I just would just go with God or just be with him. I'd just be with him. I'd just be with him. If I have anything to tell this generation, if I, one day I, God told me, he said, you, that, that people are going to come from all over and they're going to they're gonna want that kind of, hey, what's that secret sauce? You know, what, what is that? What, tell me what it is, what it is. And I'm just going to have my, I'm going to be sitting. I'm going to have my head down like this and I'm going to look up and say, oh, do you have the day? Oh, no, no. Like I'm afraid of my schedule. God's. I'm afraid to, because I'm going to take you to all the places that I went to and prayed for years with people hating, mocking, not believing more than anything, not to prove to other people, but to prove to God that I was a man rooted and grounded in the sweet love of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith. So Noah is a man with a heart and with a life that had favor. Favor means unmerited blessing. Unmerited blessing. He was blameless. We know that he wasn't perfect because after the ark, he was found naked and drunk and his kids saw him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some of you are like, I know that person. I hope maybe they're here today. <laughs> oh, stop. You know it. You know, we're like that. You know there's no perfect character in the Bible but one. And every single character points to him. His name is Jesus. But there's a lot to learn from Noah, though. Because I know that Noah didn't end up on the ground like that, that wasn't the end of his story because he had a whole life marked by true repentance. Hey, we need to get that word back in our vocabulary. The practice of repentance. It's a thousand and one times. The Lord's kindness leads us to repentance. You need every single time you get a little rebuked or big time rebuked. Every single time you just again and again, you're feeling, I got to get that off of me. Then you just need to thank God that it's his kindness that leads you to repentance. To turn a thousand and one times. Hey guys, this isn't religion. This is reality. We not like, hey kids, can you please make a one-time decision to uh, follow me and obey me? (laughs) Thousand and one times. That's what marked Noah. That's what set him aside. Was that he turned again and again and again and again and God saw him and Noah had God's heart. In this chapter, in this passage, you need to know this about Noah. You need to know this. Noah was tapped into this God who before he even talked about Noah's destiny or your destiny or my destiny, God had an ultimate destiny and it was not for death. It was not for violence. It was not for addiction. It was not for anxiety and worry. It was not for any of those things before even my dreams God had a ultimate dream and it was peace and prosperity hey hey I love what somebody said hey it's not just a it's not just communion with God God had this covenant means this promise unbreakable of vocation meaning work is good relationships is good it was before the fall and it was for us to live in to flourish to do something 
anything. All proclaiming the glory of Jesus. Glory of God doesn't just mean I keep talking about how famous Jesus is. The glory of God, when it truly comes, and what I absolutely, I already believed it last service. Now, woo! Oh, get ready. Some of you are going to the next campus and the next campus and the next building and the next. Just get ready. Just get ready. Get ready. Don't get too comfortable in the new building. Oh, I'm serious. Mm. No, God had a, a purpose for us. And when, when it's to glorify his name, nations, regions, cities are transformed. That's what it meant. For the glory of God to dwell. So Noah had God's perspective and it was just his ultimate dream for humanity and it was for peace and reconciliation with God and with one another. It was a true love of God and love of people that flowed out of ultimate love of God. Who is thankful that God accepts us first before we accept him? I mean, that's not some like ultimate theological statement. It's just none of you woke up one day, your jacked up self, my jacked up self and was like, I'm following Jesus, I'm over. no. No, 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 no. There was a time where our God showing us that he's the true God against every other God, not a genie God in the sky, not a guy just way up there, just waiting. He is a God who thankfully does not wait. He does not compromise. He is not complacent. He is nothing like us in one sense because he is relentless, unfailing, faithful, and good and loving all the time, every day, in every way. He said, I need to wipe this race out and make a new one. Noah found favor. So as I was thinking about a declaration over this region and over our church, specifically Rhode Island, New England, because who here knows, like I'm not counting down the timeline saying, oh, we've only got a certain amount of time and then we have a great service and we'll talk about it and then we're going to post it and we'll get ready for the next week. And Oh yeah, Celebration Sunday, that's awesome. You know, just more people baptized, cool, yeah, awesome. And then next service and the next season and the next season. I'm not here for that. I'm here for what we already are experiencing. Absolutely breakthrough and the anointing power of the Holy Spirit so that when you leave this place, your Sunday nights and your Monday mornings are different. Amen. So I said, God, I need, I said, God, God, what is that declaration? And it just, he just reminded me that after all the years of praying and praying and praying and praying and praying, and then just seeing the church started and seeing the church birth, I would be with my, my son and I would put him down and God kind of impressed this word upon me. And he said, you need to stop praying for your son and raising him up in the faith if you don't believe that I'm the same God of Noah, the same God then, the same God now. If you don't believe that, you should just stop praying and stop raising them up in the faith. Here's why. God knows far better than I do that the enemy will be perfectly pleased to have some, you know, decent impact. Preach. See a church but not make the ultimate impact that God has called us to make. And I said, God, I do believe you're the same God. I really do. We're not playing church. 
That's not because of an, a pastor. That's because a follower of Jesus. And I just remember going to this roller rink that was this, this hub of revival. Because who here knows we got to be thankful for the process. Because along the process, we get to deposit the revival spirit of God into each and every place. Do not rush. Do not rush what God's doing. Because in the process, we have moments and places that are imparted that the spirit of God is imparted into. And as we're going and going, God just said, no, no, each place, we've gone to theaters and we've done outside and so many schools and so many theaters. I really kind of stopped keeping count. You know what I mean? Who's here been from the beginning? And it's like, you know, you sometimes get those like, oh, we're going to meet here today. We're going to meet here today. Like, Thank goodness for the most amazing team of servants here who come early in the morning. But hey, we can praise God for one day when, oh, you mean we can set up everything all week? <laughs> Anyways, it's coming. But I just started praying at this old roller rink. And I prayed in front of this sign, the real estate sign. And so clearly, so clearly, God just said, keep praying. For three years, I prayed for this rank. I started by praying, not because I believed that this was exactly going to be the space. God just said, I need faith right now. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly, eagerly, don't get scared of that church, earnestly, eagerly, again and again. God might call you to do some more praise breaks in your car. Awesome. You can rest. But first, maybe do some more praise breaks. Earnestly seek him. Earnestly pray. Earnestly desire the gifts of the spirit. Can we get back to that, please? So the guy, the real estate guy said, throughout this whole process, I would see him in town and I would see him and he would, he would say things like, like, father, hi, father, you're not going to get this rink. And I literally, because, you know, I'm still becoming more like Jesus. Who here is in process? Who's here in process? Okay. Because I honestly looked at him, yes, at Starbucks, and I looked at him, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm not a father. Actually, I am a father because I make babies, and I get to tell people about Jesus. Don't you judge me. Oh, I really did say that to him. My wife can testify. Don't judge me. I see some of you judging me. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> Thank you, God, for the reformation. We get to make sweet babies and preach Jesus. Anyways, more. Voice of Brian Houston's coming over me. There is more. Receive it. So he texted me. It was uh, earlier this year, and he said, uh, hey, sorry, you're not going to have the rink. And I said, oh, no, God already told me. That we were going to be there. See, because I didn't share this before, but we had a prophetic word at a restaurant right nearby. And it was me and this young intern that was, that was with me. And this guy came in, this, 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 oh, this, this brother, he came in like this. He walked right in and he just said, I heard you talking about the Holy Spirit. And I said, yes. I got a little, I was like, yeah. Because you never know, you know what I mean? You never, come on now, you never know. Oh, but he goes, yeah, I heard you talk. I said, yeah, I'm a pastor. We meet at the high school. And then I said, oh, by the way, we're going to be at the roller rink. And he stopped. He goes, you will have it. Now, for me, I take serious 1 Thessalonians 5 where it says, you know, just test all prophecy. 
Discern. Discernment. That's another. This is sexy word. Bring that word back. Discernment. Wait. Listen. Sorry. And he goes, you'll have it. And then he gave me Psalm 91, which is the exact exact psalm and verse that I held on to for years praying right by the water. And it's all about he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. He's saying angels are going to protect you. I'm protecting, I'm providing. That's all. Thousand may come, but they all will fall. Call on my name and they will be answered. And I said, Whoo, you're going to give me that prophetic word and back it up with a psalm? Hallelujah. I know that's from God. And I went around that rink after he said it and I said, yes, Jesus, thank you. And when I got that text that said we won't be there, God told me to go to that rink and to declare, you said it, we will have it. Lord God. You're a God who gives keys to buildings. You're a God who gives keys to homes and cars. Thank you, God. And you're not a God, Lord. We're not talking about that prosperity. If I just pray it and act right, I'm going to get everything. No, he gives it on purpose. He gives it to be a blessing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the power of darkness didn't want you to come today, but you're here. And what you need to do is just lift up some keys and say, oh, thank you, God, that they're coming. Thank you that they're coming. You said it. You said it. And we did. And we did. But the reality is, for so many of us, we have chains around our brain because here's the thing I was thinking I could just end it right there end the message fired up mm, yep some of you knew you've been checking out like 15 churches and you're like oh the Holy Spirit showed up I'm coming back again nah the Spirit's here and we could end we could do a call to faith because all of you, by the way, you're, you're invited to come up forward to this altar to pray. However, you came here to come up. Some of you are going to say yes to Jesus. Some of you are going to recommit your lives today. You got every distraction right now. Literally, there's a countdown right now in your mind that says, what am I going to decide right now? Am I going to lean in or am I going to get ready for what's next? God's saying lean in right now because, hey, I could leave it and we could be fired up. But I've seen over and over again that we forget. And that's why the chains of familiarity need to be broken. Is that we hear things like generational sin or curses or, you know, plead the blood. We we hear these things and it just over and over and over and over and over. And what religion does, I don't care what style of service that you do or style of church. There's a danger of familiarity. And what God has showed me is that the reason why you have not been able to see the freedom in your life is because there's chains around your brain, your mind. Some of you, you, it was passed on. It was passed on. 
You don't even know it. And whatever vocabulary, whatever you use, the reality is, is that the, 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 the chains that around your mind and around my mind are passed on from generation to generation. We know that only Jesus and the cross of Jesus Christ, we know, and if you don't know, now you know, is this, is this. Hey, is this, you know, you say, oh yes, but, 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 but pastor, 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 uh, the, the reality is, the reality is, is that they, they were broken on the cross, right? Even if you don't believe that, you know, that's the answer, right? <laughs> you know, that's the answer. That's why this is a message to the leaders here, to the team, not just to that person, but to you, each and every one of you, all of us, me. He's saying, yes, you know that I died. And if you don't know now, you know that the cross is the greater ark. The ark was God's covenant of grace and peace to the human race to say, I am not done with you. My heart is broken, but I'm going to rescue you. And we know that the, we know that the cross is the greatest ark. It's the ultimate ark. It's the place where the God of human history came down. He created you and I, and he came down, and the wrath and the sin and and the darkness and everything that was due us, we were dead in our sins, walking in the power of darkness and the evil one, controlled by the lust and the passions of the flesh. Some of you are actually worse than you think you are, all of us, and yet God said, I got this. And I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die for you, and I'm gonna take all of the judgment, I'm gonna take all the waters. That's why in baptism, when we come out of the waters, we see that our story is not being drowned by the floods of darkness and sin and hell. You better help me right now. That's right. You stand and you clap when you experience the grace and peace of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're not playing church. We're not playing church. No Patriot game today. No Patriot game today. We're focused on Jesus. Hey, it's high time for the church of Jesus Christ to lean in like we do for entertainment and everything else. And I love all that more than all of you, but let's lean into Jesus. He took it. We celebrate next week. Get here, invite 10 people right now after this service. Don't text. In Jesus' name, we're going to celebrate people coming out of the water. So the cross is the greatest ark, the greater ark. But here's the reality, church. There's these chains passed on from generations. Here's how you break them. Like Noah, you need to first get a new vision for your life. How you get a new vision is that you walk with God and you build a relationship with him, especially in the private. The greatest things that God's going to do in the days ahead are not going to be seen by man. They're going to be seen by God in the private. Oh, it will cost you some comfort. But what you'll see is a harvest of what? Breaking of chains in your family. I'm telling you. Yep. Now the countdown is getting even more. And you're thinking, do I lean in? Do I just give in to familiarity? Get ready for what's next. 
No, God's saying lean in with me right now. He's saying get it, right it down and walk with God, get a new vision. That's what Noah did. He wasn't seeking for an ark, he was seeking God. We don't seek buildings and albums and promotion and things. We, or marriage, we seek, or kids, or whatever else you're seeking, we seek God. And when we seek God, God does abundantly more. And if he's keeping you from some of those things for a season, it's not because he's a joy robber. He's a joy giver who's just allowing you for your heart to be broken so you get more of him. You need a new vision for your life in Jesus' name. Get alone with God. And guess what? Just break that chain of religion that says, if I don't get that 30 minutes with the coffee, tea, soda, whatever I need to get, caffeine, if I don't get that perfect time, darn it, it's done. No, your private time and a fresh vision might be after you drop off some kids and you have a few minutes to just do a praise break in the car. You need a new vision. Some of you, hey, we need a new language. We need a new language as we lean in. We need a new language. Noah had a language of faith. Hey, there's a reason why only his family was on that ark. Man, he had some haters. We love you, New Bedford. God's coming for you. I'm telling you, hey. Noah had a new language of faith. He had a new language of faith. He, said, he had to wait 100 years. He had to wait so long. And here's the reality. He had a new language. Some of you, I'm telling you, the most spiritual thing that you will do is that when you get out of this place, you thank Jesus. Before you go to bed, you thank Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm talking to some of you. Don't drift on me now. I'm telling you, when you wake up, I'm telling you, when you wake up on Monday morning, hey, whatever you feel about me, just receive this. Say, thank you, Jesus, on Monday morning. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, guys, there's chains of complacency. There's chains of addiction. The biggest chain for the people of God was grumbling. Gratitude is not a seasonal thing. That's called breaking the chains of grumbling. And I'm sorry. I genuinely am. God has given me tears for you, for this region. So many of you have had things passed on from you. And when you go back to Thanksgiving or when you're around family, you say, man, people are jacked up. I'm jacked up. And the best place that you can be is sick and tired of being sick and tired. And to be able to just say, God, man, I need a new vision for my life. I need a new language of speaking faith. The more it gets dark, the more words of hopelessness or cynicism or doubt or whatever comes, you just turn off that news feed, do a new language. Thank you, Jesus. You need a new focus to break these chains off your brain. How you break that chain off your brain, chains of sin and darkness, depression, whatever it is, you know what you do? You take your hands. Because what I've learned is that there's chains that are around people's brains, and then you can be free to that. And then you're like, oh man, praise God. Then they can be around your neck. They can be around your neck. You know how you break that chain? 
What that means is that chains suffocating to keep it flowing from your heart. Because when your heart is set free and you activate faith, we just saw it. Absolute breakthrough in every possible way. Fresh power, fresh anointing. How you break off the chain around your neck is to take your hands and to start serving. I'm telling you. Start serving. Start serving. And if you've served a hundred times, a thousand times, a million times, serve again. That mom and dad here, that single mom, God's saying, keep serving them. You might not see it right now, but you will see it. You will see it. Hey, hey, husbands, stay faithful. Stay faithful. Serve your bride. Hey, if you've messed up or the world messed up on you in a fresh way, serve again. Love again. Pray again. Hey, when we have a new vision and a new language and a new focus on our life, because when we're serving, we're like Jesus, we will be living. What a dear friend and a great man of faith who's pioneered this church says over and over, and it's going to continue to say, and it's going to go out into New England and this world. We're going to live a new normal. We're going to live a new normal. Say, lean in. I love it. God would have it that in these moments of leaning in, the generations of chains are broken because in one moment, all it takes is one moment for God to do what generations before you couldn't do. That's a word from God. And I know, I know how it goes because here's the thing. You can have it, you can serve and you can have it broken off your neck but then they're around your shoulder. Because then you start thinking, I got to carry this. How could you carry what you never carried? As a child is carried by his mother, so God is carrying each and every one of you. So chains broken is that when you remember this, the name of Jesus is carrying you. Some of you, your name, hey, your name, your name is connected to generations of pain and suffering. It's connected to generations of addiction and shame and guilt and adultery. It's connected it's connected to so many different things. And, but here's what God wants to say to you today. That the way that your name can be carried to peace and true prosperity, to healing and breakthrough and freedom, is that you remember that there's a greater name that is carrying your name. And his name is that name that is the famous one. No, no. Did you hear what I said? The name that is the famous one. Jesus. Has anybody been carried by the name of Jesus? I don't care if you've clapped before, clap again. And here's what God says. Hey, here's what God says. When you're carried by the name of Jesus, there's a new you. There's a new you. 
new, new Bedford. Yeah, that might sound all cute, but that's true. A new, new Bedford. A, you better shake. You better get it going. A new, a new England. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our best days are not behind us. Are you kidding me? Church of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we need to put down, put down the books of old about what God did back then because God has a word and he's doing it again. A new New England. A new South Coast. Hey, a new nation. God, thank you for breaking every single chain of racism in the name of Jesus. Thank you for breaking the chain of dishonoring breaking the chain of addiction in this nation black white red and green everything in between oh hey change starts right now change when we're free from chains starts now who here is believing not only for a new nation but a new world if you would just lift your hands up And when we get in the buildings and we get in the rinks and we see spiritual awakening and new books are written, it was really the Holy Spirit, but people put their names on it. When all that happens, our declaration goes from and we did to and God did. And God did. God, you provided the way. You provided the way. You provided the hope. You provided the life. Is there an army rising up in New Bedford? Is there an army rising up in the South Coast? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I declare and decree, Lord, that we will never be the same again. Lord, I declare and decree, Lord God, that what you're going to do here will resound to the world. I declare and decree, Lord God, that there is more room for you to say together, and we did and we did and we did thanks for joining us today if you want to connect with us you can find us at newlifesouthcoast.com for any further information